Covering the nation's 47 million uninsured has taken on an unprecedented meaning in this year's presidential election. But it's not just the likes of Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and John McCain who are talking about plans to expand health benefits. The American Medical Association, too, has a plan and is spending an unprecedented amount of money, time, and attention toward a campaign to cover the uninsured. Welcome to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD XM Channel 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Dr. Ronald Davis, president of the American Medical Association. Dr. Davis is a preventive medicine specialist from East Lansing, Michigan, who became the 162nd president of the AMA in June of last year. Dr. Davis was first elected to the AMA Board of Trustees in June 2001 and re-elected in June of 2005. Dr. Davis, welcome to ReachMD. Good to be with you, Bruce. Well, Dr. Davis, you and I have known each other a long time, and I'm very happy to have you on the show. And I'm also glad you're here to talk about what, in all the years I've written about the AMA, I mean, this really is an unprecedented period in our history that we hear the presidential candidates talking about, but also the AMA being out there in the debate over the uninsured, and if you could give us some of the basics on that. When you see, as you pointed out, all of the presidential candidates talking about health care, when you see this coming up, when they have town hall meetings, when they are on television debates and, and so on, then that tells us that this is really achieving primacy in communications on the greater issues facing society today. I think once you get beyond Iraq, uh, this is the top domestic issue that people are talking about. So we are pleased. Nevertheless, we have huge challenges in front of us, and one of those challenges is that we have 47 million Americans who are uninsured. And as the wealthiest nation on earth, that's just unacceptable. I mean, that's, that's disgraceful. I think most people would agree with that. And so we want to turn that around. We want to achieve Uh, universal access to health care for all Americans, and we want to make sure that children and adults alike can find a doctor to take care of them, can have access to hospital services when they need it, and don't have to worry about how they are going to get care when they need care. Well, could you tell us a little bit about specifically what, what would be some ideas for doctors and medical professionals listening out there that the AMA would be touting and would what would be an ideal thing or two that they would like to see in a plan to cover the uninsured? Well, we believe, given our current political environment, that a mix of public sector and private sector strategies is the way to go. And so we have been working for more than 10 years to develop a plan for covering the uninsured. And we have three prongs to that plan. One is to give Americans tax credits to allow them to to select and to own and to carry with them their own health insurance, moving away eventually from an employer-based health insurance system to one where the individual is in charge, uh, where it's consumer-driven, market-based, so that basically we're putting money in the hands of individuals to allow them to purchase and own health insurance through tax credits. Tax credits are different than tax deductions, which tend to benefit people who pay a lot of taxes. Tax credits would benefit people even if they don't pay any taxes or if they pay low taxes, what the policy wonks refer to as refundable tax credits. It's equivalent to a voucher, a government payment. And importantly, we would make those tax credits inversely related to income so that the poor get the greatest amount of help. They would get the larger tax credits, which is the reverse of the current situation where our employer-based health insurance system tends to benefit those who have good jobs, who are more well-to-do. In addition to tax credits, we want to give people choice, choice over health plans. Currently, there's little, if any, choice that people have. Almost 40% of employers don't even offer insurance, 
and of those that do, almost 9 out of 10 only offer one plan. So there's no choice there, but we would give people tax credits to allow them to choose from an array of health plans that would compete in the marketplace, much like we see with the Medicare Part D prescription drug benefit plans. And third, we need reforms in our insurance market. For example, we need state risk pools, make it easier for people with pre-existing conditions to find affordable health insurance. We need what are referred to as association health plans to allow small employers to pool their workforces so that they have greater purchasing power to buy affordable health insurance for their employees. We need guaranteed renewability so that once people do have insurance, if they get sick, get a chronic disease, they won't be thrown off the insurance rolls. They won't have their premiums quintupled, which in essence would do the same. Well, Dr. Davis, are there any plans out there or any states, um, you know, we've talked about Massachusetts. I know in California, they've talked about more effort to cover the uninsured. Are there any state plans that the AMA believes that are closely in line with their thinking or even headed in that direction? Well, Massachusetts has moved in, in this direction. In addition to the three prongs that I mentioned, it's important to add that our House of Delegates calls for individual responsibility or an individual mandate to own health insurance once people have the means to do so. And so what we say is that if you are now at 500% or higher of the federal poverty level, you can afford health insurance now and you ought to be required to buy it and to keep it. That's sort of an auto industry model that's common in several states. Exactly. Well, all, all states, in fact, require people to own automobile insurance in order to drive a car. So that's, that's the precedent for this. And 500% of the federal poverty level is equivalent to about a, a $50,000 a year income for an individual or $100,000 for a family of four. About 68% of people in that tax bracket don't have health insurance. And so they're, in essence, freeloading, and we think that they can afford and should buy insurance now. Once we have a system of refundable tax credits or vouchers in place or some other kinds of subsidy to allow poor people to buy insurance, then we would extend that mandate to below 500% of the federal poverty level. Now, that's what we have in Massachusetts, and it's been in place for a little over a year and a half. We need to see how that experiment goes. The governors of California and Pennsylvania have also talked about that for their citizens, and we encourage states to act as a laboratory where we can test some of these models. Well, if you're just joining us, you're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and my guest today is Dr. Ronald Davis who is the president of the American Medical Association. And we're talking about an unprecedented campaign, really, at an unprecedented time that the AMA has to be an advocate for proposals to cover the uninsured. And Dr. Davis, if you will, could you tell us a little bit about what the AMA is trying to do? I wrote an article in the Tribune about this, and the, and the AMA is spending a lot of money, a lot of ad dollars, to be heard uh, with all of the campaign rhetoric out there on the uninsured. And what, what is the AMA trying to do here? Do you think it will be successful? We have launched a campaign called Voice for the Uninsured. It's a three-year, multi-million dollar campaign. Uh, last year was the first year. The message is that one out of seven of us doesn't have health insurance, but each of us has a voice and a vote. And so each of us should take this issue into account, covering the uninsured as well as health care more broadly. We should take that issue into account when we decide who to vote for for the next president of the United States. And so in year one, 2007, we focused on the early primary states in Iowa, New Hampshire, and so on. This year, we've gone national, 2008, 
and we want to urge, again, voters to take this issue into, into account when they talk to the candidates, when they think about who to vote for, and when they ultimately cast their votes in uh, the primaries and in the general election. And then in year three, 2009, we will again go local, this time focusing on one locality, Washington, D.C., focusing on the president and the Congress, because at that point we will have a new president and a new Congress, and in our judgment there will no longer be any excuses for not addressing this serious problem once and for all and achieving health insurance coverage for all. So it seems it's an interesting idea because in presidential campaigns, as we know, you know, it, it could all of a sudden the war emerges as an issue. If the AMA is seen out there in these primary states and in the general election is reminding people about the uninsured, it could potentially help the candidates not stray from the issue at hand, which is still 47 million uninsured. That's right. And uh, we think their feet need to be held to the fire. We think there needs to be accountability, and accountability needs to begin when the campaign is occurring, and then it needs to continue, of course, after we have a new Congress and a new president. So we're encouraging all voters, all consumers, all patients to go to the website for this campaign, voiceforetheuninsured.org, and study up on the candidates' positions. We have links to all of their websites to study up on the AMA's proposal, to sign a petition endorsing it if they like, to share their stories. And many people have poignant stories about not being insured or being underinsured and not getting the access to care on a timely basis that they need. And those are the kinds of stories that we, in turn, share with members of Congress and the media to put a real face, to put tears on this issue and on these statistics uh, because it is a real problem. Well, I know the AMA has long advocated the whole idea of of a mandate that people buy insurance, and you're seeing that on both Republican and Democratic proposals. Is there any particular candidate or particular party that is coming closer to the AMA's interests than another? Well, we're pleased that many of the components in our plan have been embraced to varying degrees by different candidates on both sides of the aisle. Uh, We do not endorse presidential candidates. We do not endorse their platforms on health or any other issue for that matter. But as I said, we do have links to all of their websites on voiceforetheuninsured.org. And if you look at the various plans, you will see some talk about tax credits, some talk about individual responsibility, some talk about choice. And so these are the concepts that we are pushing forward so that they remain prominent in the public debate. Well, I don't know. I hope this is not too difficult a question, but handicap this for me, if you will. Do you think that no matter who was elected, do you think that there can be something finally passed? I mean, 1993, it's a long time since the last time it seems that this had the attention of the administration in power and it sort of flitted away and it's been almost, it's been 15 years. Do you think that the time is right? I do think the time is right. I think we have a greater chance to make something happen in 2009 than we've had for a long time or maybe forever. And while I recognize that generally changes are made in various legislatures, especially Congress, incrementally, and it did take us something like seven years to just get the prescription drug benefit through into Medicare. If we're talking about broader change than that, some cynics would say no chance. However, again, this issue has risen up to the top of the public debate in the presidential campaign. So that certainly is a a positive. We have new legislation 
in Massachusetts. We're following that closely. We have several governors that are pushing for experiments or reform in their own states. We have the, the President of the United States who put this in his State of the Union address a year ago. And so there are a lot of ingredients that are pushing us towards some degree of optimism. Well, Dr. Ronald Davis, the president of the American Medical Association, has been our guest, and we have been discussing the American Medical Association's campaign to cover the uninsured. I would like to thank Dr. Davis, who's been with us, and remind you that that website is voiceforthetuninsured.org. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. You've been listening to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions through our website at ReachMD.com, which now features our entire medical show library and on-demand podcasts. And I want to thank you today for listening. This ReachMD program is featured on Sermo, a free online community exclusively for physicians. To discuss this program with your colleagues, visit www.sermo.com. That's S-E-R-M-O dot com. When you join, enter ReachMD in the promotion box to receive a $15 Amazon gift card.